Hello, everyone. And welcome to our podcast, Collages, Collages of, of Cleverness. Cleverness, where you can enjoy weekly tutorials, reviews, art, and more. My name is Rosemary Nicole. And I'm Aliyah Yvonne. In this podcast, we will be talking about all different types of easy quarantine art projects. Yeah, so basically this is like a compilation of like a collage, like in our name, of little um, art projects that we're not going to dedicate a whole episode to because they're pretty simple and easy and fast. But we have a bunch, well, a few that we're going to be sharing because um, it's with the materials that you can use at home because some other ones might need um, more materials that you might not have right now. So, yeah. Also, I would just like to say Malia right now is outside, so she's going to try and be muted when she's not talking, but really sorry if there is any background noise, and my mom might not walk by too, or you might hear her typing. So, we're sorry if you hear cars drive by and stuff like that. Again, we can't record in the same place, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and in this episode, we will be talking about a couple that we might, um, that are really simple, and we're not going to elaborate too much on, just because we might do episodes about them and um, make them more detailed and more fun. And I'm also really sorry, because there's a lot of cars. Um, I'm sitting outside on my deck, so, you know, there's a road. Yeah, and so first, or uh, we're going to start with um, Malia's good friend. She's also my friend, um, but I don't know her that well. Named Audrey. In sent we asked her to send us a recording. Um, since she can't be here, about uh art projects that she likes. So we're gonna play that for you here in just a minute. Okay, so um, Audrey, I've known her since ever. Um, and I hang out with her a lot. Um, I asked her to tell us a little bit about her favorite art project to do during quarantine and um, a little bit about herself. So, yeah. here we go. Hello, my name is Audrey. I'm Malia's best friend. And she asked me to record myself saying what uh, my favorite uh, art project to do in quarantine was. So, here I am. Um, I would say my favorite art project to do is painting, but more specifically, like, watercoloring, I guess. Watercoloring is really fun, but I also, like, um, If you couldn't hear that, um, she said that her favorite art project to do was painting, more specifically watercoloring, and she really likes um, painting birdhouses because her her dad made some birdhouses. Yeah. Um, and so, also, I've done that before. It's super fun. So, Great um, Audrey, if you're listening, thank you so much for sending us this, and um, we are really excited. And also, we might have. Maybe my best friend be on an episode since, um, and we could also have Audrey actually come on, like, on FaceTime or Zoom, Skype. So, you can look forward to that, probably. And, um, next episode, which will be about painting, rock painting. Yeah. Um, in our painting series, 
she will be on it because we, um, me and Audrey, did this whole little donation business where we painted rocks. So she's an expert. Yeah, and they're actually thinking of starting a podcast about that. So I'm kind of excited. They're not sure if they're going to, but it sounds cool and exciting. So, and also, I have a new podcast called The Mark of the, Qu- the Mark of the Quills, and Rosie has a podcast called One of a Mind. One so of go a Mind those interviews and reviews. Haven't them out yet. Actually, mine is called One of a Mind interviews and reviews. You have to put it in very specifically because on Spotify you can't like the whole thing. You have to put the whole thing for it to come up because it's not very searched. So, um, yeah, definitely go check those out. Hers is about writing, and mine is like interviews, reviews, what the name says. So right now I'm in a how-to series, and she is going to be starting a writing exercise series, I think. And I'm actually going to be on the next episode, I believe. So we're excited for that. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. My mic wasn't turning on, and it was turning off. Um, so we're going to get into some simple art projects. Um, my first art project is cup painting. So if you don't know what cup painting is, which I didn't know what cup, way, cup painting was for a long time, until I did it with my good friend named Cher, which hopefully we can bring on. She does tennis with us. Um, well, she did. She taught me how to do cup painting, um, and it's a super-duper simple craft. All you have to have is a tarp or a piece of paper to put down, um, a piece of paper that you want as your paper, um, a plastic cup or a reusable cup that you can wash um, that's not too important to you, and um, paint. So what you do is you get the cup and you fill it a good amount way full of all different colors of paint. It doesn't matter what color and how it looks. It might look a little bit brown at the beginning, but it's okay. If you want, you can, like, swirl it it around, but... Yes. And um, then you put your tarp down with the piece of paper on top, and really quickly you flip over the cup onto the piece of paper, and then lift it up, and all the paint goes all over. It is a little bit messy, but it's so cool. And I did that at my art camp once, and it is really fun. And also, I think we added some kind of, I don't know if it was alcohol, ribbing alcohol, something like that. But it gave it a really cool effect. You can look it up. I'm not sure exactly what it is. But basically, we put it in, and then it made it look like this bubbly, cool effect that was really pretty. So that's definitely a very fun and easy DIY art project. Um, I'm going to talk about the next one. Which is, um, when I was in preschool, I had an amazing preschool that I went to with my best friend, which I really loved. We did all kinds of art projects and things like that. Exciting. (laughs) So one thing that we did was we made these little fairies. And Malia will talk a little bit about this after. um, Because these are really cool. Malia is motioning at me. (laughs) Confusing. But they're really cool. Like, we had clothespins. They're actually the ones that... You can use clothespins. I think they bought one specifically for this that looked more like bodies, but they're just like a little piece of wood. And then you can put like flower petals and little pieces of fabric to dress them up and make little pretend fairies. And I thought that was like so fun. Like you can get wool for the hair. It's just really cool. You can get like string for a necklace or something. So I think that's perfect and it's very adaptable because you can modify it to do to use whatever materials you have at home at your house. So like if you don't have fabric, you could use a napkin for the dress or something like that. 
Um, and it is a super great activity, not only for preschoolers, but for kindergartners and um, younger ages. I still like to make them. Yeah. Um, they're like little wooden dowels, but they're smaller and they sort of look like clothespins. Um, you'll know what, I talk, what I'm talking about if you go to a craft store and you see them. Um, also, I know that um, I heard that kids in Kenya used to... Um, this is what I heard. I don't know if it's completely true, but they would um, make little dolls and they would put them under a pillow to make sure that they didn't have any nightmares or Aww. take all their worry away. And I did that for a little bit, actually, after I made my first couple ones. And I don't think it worked, but maybe it did. Yeah. I, mean, I don't really know. But they were so cute, and I still have them. They're yeah, really fun. I still have some, too. And definitely, if you're, like, a parent listening to this, this is a fun thing, especially if you have, like, a younger kid, a younger audience. Like, if um, kids, a lot of kids love to have imaginary friends or pretend have play with their stuffed animals. These are, like, perfect. They're a fun craft for your kids to make. Or if you're a kid listening, fun craft for you to make. And to play with, you can give them a name. Pretend you can make a story about them. Um, that's like a, something you can do with writing. You can, you know. So they are really great, fun, and simple, easy to make. If you have the okay. So I'm gonna get into one more craft, and it's collages. So our name is Collages of Cleverness. And if you don't know what a collage is, then I mean, you you might not, and it's okay. Um, but I'm really sorry there's a lot of beeping going on. I don't know why there's beeping. Um, but the um, the collages are basically a collage or a bunch. Oh, my gosh, so much beeping. Um, a, a bunch of pictures or clips of magazines or articles that you put together and, like, make a whole art project out of. And you glue together all on one piece of paper yeah. and I found that it's very fun right now to make collages of um, doing things with other people that are your um, good friends and you want to remember those memories and you can make them um yeah great I love collages because um sorry we're trying to figure out the audio here um, I love collages because they're really fun, and if you have a lot of old magazines, like if your parents or if you are a parent, so anyone in your family has a magazine subscription, or if you have a magazine subscription, it's really fun because you can get, um, Malia will be right back, you can get, um, sorry, so I'll just talk, that was probably really loud, clap, but so you can get, like, pictures from those, if there's old articles, you know, National Geographic, if you have, if you're subscribed to that, is a very fun magazine that you can use. It's just like so, so, so great. Um, and now speaking of collages, I have one more thing I want to say about collages. So me and my sisters, I was about to say sister. No, I have two sisters who are older. They're in college. They were both on my channel called One of a Mind Interviews and Reviews. And we were, they were really into these dream boards, which is basically right now, especially in quarantine, you might not be feeling that hopeful. This is a chance to get a lot of pictures that are inspiring to you, happy, that just make you feel very emotional, like just great. Um, it's really exciting because not emotional isn't sad, <laughs> like just emotions and aren't like happy um, because 
we we would get a big board, a big piece of paper, and then put all kinds of images, pictures. It was like a collage of things that we wanted to do. They're really into like travel, design, cooking, stuff like that. And I just like so. And then I would, and then I I even wrote what the pictures meant to me. So I was like, I want to do this. I want to do that. So that's a really fun thing that you can do with collages. They're just a really fun art form that doesn't involve too many materials, and it takes away stress. I think it's stress relieving for me. Um, and also, one more thing that you can do with collages is make a bucket list out of collages. Yeah. Um, so I have been thinking about all the things that I want to do. I've been watching more YouTube videos about things that I want to do and what I hope to do. Um, like countries I want to go visit. Um, I want to straighten my hair. It's random, but I want to straighten my hair. Someday. Me too. And um, neither of us have ever done it. Um, and you know, I want to be able to do this, and I want to be able to do that. I want to be successful when I grow up. I want to work at NASA. Um, and you can make a whole bucket list out of collages, so you're not writing it down. You can write it down if you want, of course. Um, I don't have a bucket list that I've written down or anything. Me either. But you can make a collage and just print out if you have a printer. If not, you can draw um, a bunch of all the things you want to do and all the places you want to go. And, like, if you say you want to be a firefighter when you grow up, you can put in a little picture of a firefighter. Yeah. And, I have one more um, and you can just, like, maybe number them, and then each time you can, like, cross them off or something, or put a little pin of that place where you went or what you did after you cross it off. Yeah, I have two more things about that. Now I'm forgetting one of them, but I'll talk about the other one. So, oh yeah, I remember both of them. I'll talk about the first one. So, one thing I really like about collages that is very different, it differs from other um, specific art forms like when you think of art you think of maybe painting drawing so much more than art there's all the physical arts and stuff like that like acting dancing singing um stuff like that literature but what i was going to talk about is i love how this art form collages is very simple and you can um you can it doesn't have to be perfect like sometimes a painting abstract not as common, I don't think, but um, even painting like that is supposed to be like perfect. Don't go out of the lines. Stuff like that. Collages, you can overlap. You can go everywhere. We're just doing weird hand motions right now. <laughs> it's really confusing. But you can like, it doesn't have to be perfect. You can cut oh, in, You can cut part of one out. You can do place them everywhere. And the other thing I wanted to say is that also about the dream board. Um, my sister was also, she did her dream board, one of my sisters, and then she was also, she has a planner, and at all the days that she had already done, she was putting pictures over, so she could go back, sorry, um, someone else just called, um, so put pictures over it so that we could, um, you know, she could look back on them and stuff like that, so do you, Malia, do you have anything else about collages? Sorry, there is a car. <laughs> um. So, I'm, I'm making weird hand motions because the rays of light are making, like, rainbows on the, um, oh, on the screen. It's very pretty. Um, yes. I wanted to mention that we named our um, podcast Collages of Cleverness because collages are so diverse, and mm -hmm. you can really put so much 
different, so many different things inside yeah. of them, different Could cultures. Tell different a lot people, about a person by their color. Anything. And it, so it. we like diverse things. We like to be unique, definitely not followers. Um, and so I think that the collage can really express that for you. And um, it makes, it unites, I feel like. Collages yeah. can unite people and bring them back together. You can make a collage of like a bunch of different cultures and different things that are different and different people do and really honor them. Yeah, so again, once again, I would just like to say the materials, you only need like a paper, you could even do it on a cardboard, a box that you have in your journal, um, in your planner, but you just need pictures, either ones that you have, you could use um, a, a, how do you, a magazine that is you old and you don't want anymore, you can draw, really fun and there's not very many materials needed so yeah that's that for collages right yeah i have um, so um, rosie what's your next art project my next art project i'm not sure if it's really considered art but it's friendship bracelets and malia actually has something to talk about about friendship bracelets and letters after this um well friendship i guess <laughs> we actually forgot about that kind of i think but um so basically, friendship bracelets are a really fun way to stay in contact with your friends, um, show them just that how much your friendship means to them, or you could send it to family. They're just really nice bracelets that are easy to make. There are harder patterns. There's also rubber band bracelets that I really like too. Those are a little bit harder, I think. But um, friendship bracelets, you can, especially right now, if people feeling very sad and stuff like that, or like just ugh, angry and annoyed, that's a nice reminder to be like, hey, everything's okay. And it's like, wow, a nice friendship bracelet. Like, my friend moved to Hawaii, my best friend. But when we got there, when we were in the car, she gave me a bracelet that she had made. That was just, like, so meaningful and nice. So, um, yeah, one way, the easiest way probably to make a bracelet is to just braid, like, get three strands, then tie them together at the end and clamp it with something and then braid it. There are also more complicated versions. Um, you can go check out like books and stuff online that tell you how to do that, like crossing over. But the most simple way is to just braid it. And sometimes if I'm doing a, well, when I used to do like elastic, those little rubber band bracelets, I would put the end like over my toe to hold it and like braid it. So um, that's one way you can do it. Malia, do you want to have anything yeah. to say about that? Um, so my mom was a super crafty person, like she could never do anything but craft. Um, and she always had a craft that she was doing, and one of her favorite crafts was friendship bracelets. Mm -hmm. So she would make, like, really intricate, really cool friendship bracelets. Sorry, um, car. <laughs> and so, um, she showed me how to make them when I was little. And I would make, like, little ones, mm -hmm. just a braiding, you know. Um, sometimes I just twist string. Um, and then I got into Rainbow Loom, which is the rubber band yeah. one. Um, and you can get a loom I to pretty intricate ones of those. I did the Starburst one, I think, and that was hard. Yeah. Um, and um, then I got a, like, a friendship bracelet, bracelet loom um, <laughs> for Christmas last year or something like that. And it was cool, but I didn't know how to work it because it was really hard. So I didn't ever use that, but friendship bracelets are just, like, really fun and really cool. 
Yeah. And all you they're need... all different colors. And, yeah. you know, you can make them to the person. Um, and to do with friendship, um, I suggest that you get a pen pal right now. Can because I... you can send them a friendship bracelet. Yeah. Can and, I say one um, more thing about friendship but... bracelets? Can I say one more thing about friendship bracelets? Yeah. All you need is just a little bit of knowledge on how to make them. You can look that up very easily. And then just string or embroidery thread, floss. There's like a lot of people are bound to have that in their house. And then you just braid it and tie it. So, yeah, continue. Sorry. Um. So, I had a couple pen pals before. I've had one in Chicago, one in Spain, one in Colorado. And none of them wrote me back. <laughs> I had one, which is my best so friend, bad. but now we just call each other, so. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I, we wrote a, a little bit, and then I would write them, and they wouldn't write back. And I was like, what are you doing to me? Um, and so I decided that because I can't see Audrey, who lives really close to me, and we like to write letters to each other, um, just randomly, even though we FaceTime daily, um, we are doing what are we calling quarantine letters. So, um, my sister Anna is also doing this, and you have a pen pal. It can be the person that lives right next to you. Like, I don't really care where it is. You can go deliver it to their mailbox if they were supposed to. And, um, you can get a little box, and you can, like, paint it and label it quarantine letters. Um, and I know... All you have to have is a shoebox, just some paint, paintbrush, a little bit of water to wash off your paintbrush, and um, a paint pen or a marker, or you can just still use paint if you want to write on it, um, like quarantine letters. And they make super cool boxes, and you can put all of your quarantine letters in them, and then when you're older and you have kids maybe, um... You can show your kids, this is what happened during the great, great quarantine. I yeah. wrote letters to Audrey. Yeah, and it's even fun to just look back on, like, writing letters, keeping a journal. It's so fun just having pictures to, like, look back at photos from, like, five years ago, ten years ago, and be like, wow, I was, like, so different. And um, also, just one more thing about pen pals. Unfortunately, me, or neither me nor Malia, have ever gotten the opportunity at our school to have a pen pal who's like a foreign exchange student, someone from a different country, a foreign country, that our school doesn't really do that. But I've read, I know some schools do that. And in like, I've learned that from Nikki's diary, from from Dork Diaries, which is a book that I kind of like, um, kind of like Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Greg's Diary. But basically, like, if your teachers are giving you the opportunity to do that, especially right now, I would take that as, like, sending send them a friendship bracelet and even just have letters. And that might be something you want to encourage your teacher to do right now, especially right now yes. in this time. Because, um, you know, it might be more complicated than that. I'm not sure. You might have to, like, set up a bunch of stuff. But it sounds really fun. And it's cool to stay connected and see how other people in different countries, different continents, different states are experiencing this right now. Um, my mom actually did this. So her school um, paired up with a school in France, I think. And they did um, pen pals. And my mom, like, would write her, like, 
took, like, she was, like, 16 or so. She still actually has her letters. I don't know where they are, though. Um, and they, like, she read them the other day, and she was like, wow, this is really cool. Um, why did I stop writing her? So, um, like, you can write them, like, forever. And it is a little bit expensive to send letters out of here. I was sending masks to um, our friend that lives in Canada, and it was, like, twenty dollars to send her a mask wow um yeah and masks are very light so it was crazy um and so it is a little bit expensive but if your school's providing it then they will most likely pay the fee of the letter um if not maybe you can ask your parents and or if you have a bunch of your own personal money and you really want to do this then you know you can do it as well yeah so, um, that's great, and if you can't do that, even if you have any way of contact, any means like text, email, texting, calling, or if your parents have contact with them or their parents, like, my mom, um, she has the contact of my best friend who lives in Hawaii, she has her mom's contact info, like her phone number and stuff, but I never really called my best friend, I would, like, we, we would try and write to each other sometimes, and we were, like, pen pal, pal, pals, pen pals, I was like pen piles, no pen pals for a little while, but then she was busy and it was hard, and then I've had my iPod, which is what we're recording on right now, or I'm recording this time, so you'll be able to hear me more, you probably noticed that already, but, so now I can text on my iPod through an email that I have, and then Dahlia, my best friend, who might be on this podcast, um, or my other podcast, got an email too, so now we can text each other and, we're, and call each other, so we're probably in much more contact um, like, instead of just letters, um, occasionally, so that's a great thing if you don't have access to letters or the money, stamps, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I have one more art project to talk about. Um, Malia, do you have anything else you want to say first? Um, I wanted to say one more thing about the, um, pen pals. Um, this is something you can look back on, and it will be so cool. I once had a diary when I was, like, five, and I was reading it the other day, and it was really funny. So, you might think, wow, I really don't want to write today in my diary, or I really don't want to write a letter to blah, blah, blah. But you'll want to look back it on really, it later. Yeah, you can look back on it, and it's so cool. Yeah. I was like, I have a journal diary that I keep sometimes, not as consistently now, but I was looking back on, like, my beginning, like, of, like, five, not five years ago, when I was, like, five, not five, when I was, like, seven, eight, nine, I'm 11 right now, almost 12, kind of, <laughs> um, in, like, two months, actually, like, almost one month, I'm excited, not really, because I don't get to have a birthday party, but anyway, what was I saying, um, so basically my diary, I was looking, I was looking back on my diary and I was like wow my writing was so messy and so sloppy and I'm like I think it's messy now it's like nothing compared to then and I was like wow my little self was like so weird and like I was like whoa that's me so it's definitely really fun but I also thought it was really cute because I was just like so little and um it was funny the things I was worried about <laughs> I was like that doesn't matter so yeah it's great um should I get into the last art project yeah, sorry, there's just a bunch of big trucks that are oh. passing. Uh oh. So, you know, I'm sorry, but why did you have to do this while I was making a podcast? <laughs> okay. So, the last art project that I have to talk about, I'm not sure Malia might have one more. I, I don't know. Okay, she doesn't. Um, 
I'm not sure, but is fairy houses. This is kind of like the fairies that we had. And Malia's going to talk about that a little bit. But we're not really going to explain it in this podcast because we'll probably have an entire podcast about that. We'll just talk a little bit about it, like why we like it, stuff like that. Yay, exciting. So I'll start. Um, fairy houses are really fun. Me and my best friend, when we were little, used to be obsessed with fairies, fairy houses. We would make, like, the most intricate little things, and we would, we loved the fairy books by, um, Daisy Meadows. Rainbow, Rainbow Row, I think. Yeah, um. By, I think they're by Daisy Meadows, and they were, like, Rachel and Kirsty. I would dress up as Kirsty. She would dress up as Rachel because we both kind of looked like them. And we were just so, like, I mean, like, the hair color, I guess, and stuff. It was so exciting. Like, we just loved fairies. So fairy houses, especially if you're younger. This is more for a younger audience or for parents of a younger audience. Um, but it's fun anyway, anytime. I still sometimes with a friend sometimes or just by myself make fairy houses in my house with my mom like outside in the back we have wood chips so I just pile them up like that and then I get some grass and stuff like that and it's really fun there's other ways to do it too we can get more into that in another episode but um those are some reasons why I like fairy houses they just meaningful for me my my past my childhood it was like really cool so Malia do you want to talk about that uh yes Okay, let that car pass. Um, so, um, what I want to talk about with the fairy houses is that you can make outside fairy houses, um, which Rosie just talked about. I know I used to make like little mud pies and you know things mm-hmm. like that, and get your hands all dirty if you want, if you like that kind of stuff. I don't have a backyard. Um, I have a deck, which is wood. I don't have like a grass area. I have plants, but I don't have a grass area. Um, so I can't really do that unless I'm like at school or something with my other friends or go to a playground. Um, and so also I like to make my version of fairy houses are like using recycled materials such as yogurt cups yeah. um, and like recycled cardboard to just make little things. And um, you can either set them inside and hope your fairies come inside um, through the crack of the door or something, or you can set them outside and let your fairies hang out in them, you know, spend the night and then leave. Um, I would say don't put food in them if you were thinking about that, because fairies have their own food, and yeah. what you eat is probably not what they like. Yeah, so and don't do it, and it'll also get really moldy, yeah. and outside rats will come. Yeah, so just don't try it. I, me and my, my friend were, like, so obsessed with fairies, and we were, we were like, we believed in them, we were, like, the fairies came, the fairies came, we're, like, Jack Frost, like, from the fairy books, um, and it was really exciting, and I remember when I visited her in Hawaii a couple years ago, a few years ago, we were making fairy houses again, we were making them little food, but it wasn't actual food, we were using these little, the part of the acorn that, where the acorn sits, we thought we were calling those the little goblets, the cups, and we were just making cute little, like, we'd make stepping stones, like, rocks. And it was, like, so fun. You can use the nature around you. Like, I have, me and my mom outside, we have this plant that is, like, very leafy and big and cuppy. So, I would make, like, rooms inside there. And really fun. Definitely recommend it. Just, like, yes. I love it. So, yeah, that's fairy houses. We'll talk about that a little more, a lot more in Okay, do we want to... Um, do you have anything else to say about fairy houses? Um, 
I don't think so. I just think they're a really fun method for um, having fun, I guess. Yeah. And um, just they're like a fun, magical creature that is fun for little kids. I keep saying fun a lot of times. Okay, so that is um, this week's podcast. And sorry you might not have been able to hear her very much. And maybe you might yeah, not be able to hear Audrey. But um, we hope you heard both of them. And we hope you enjoyed this episode of Collages, Collages of, Cleverness. of Cleverness. We appreciate you tuning in. Don't miss next week's podcast. Thank, Thank you. you. Goodbye. Goodbye.